0: another live cool. episode of pain reality as you guys know we have been coming on weekly mm. um, discussing what it looks like for us as we have been blending our families for the last <laughs> for the last 12 years coming up on 13. Um, And so we decided we wanted to bring you guys into some of the moments we have, some of our funnier moments, dealing with According to Kendall, and uh, um, just some of our tougher moments um, that we have to deal with um, trying to blend our families. And so that's actually something that um, I wanted to talk about um, tonight um, is, have you ever seen the... What's it called? Meme's or memes?
1: Memes. I don't know who Mimi is or what Mimi is. Memes.
0: But you knew what I was talking about. So have you ever seen the one where it talks about, um, specifically in the black family, how, you know, oh, you know, it's a generational curse or whatever they be saying about kicking your kids out when they turn uh, 18, you know, that whole conversation. And so the hard thing that we've had to deal with Lately is um, when the twins turned eighteen. Um, it seemed like I don't know. I guess they felt like anything. I'm grown now, uh, for lack of a better word. So um, I had to make the very hard decision. Um, I know we talked about in one of our episodes where things can get were getting pretty disrespectful. Um, we are a believing family. We are a faith family. Um, we believe in prayer. Um, and so we believe that God will give us direction. And so one of the things that I had to deal with that is still very, very tough for me. Um, I, I'm going to be very honest and transparent tonight. My heart has not been in a good place um, the last couple of weeks, weeks um, in concern specifically with Jalen and Janai. Um, and reasons being is, um, jalen and I have always done their little stuff that they do, but it kind of, th- the fire turned up for them when they turned, um, 18. Um, and so I began to notice different things when it came to the respect level in our house and not, not just with you, but me too, certain things was become very disrespectful. Um, the way they talk to you, the way they'll ignore you, um, certain things was just kind of getting out of pocket. Um, Jew is very, kids have a place. I'm I'm that way too, to a certain extent, but not not how he is. And so um, I began to pray, like, God, you need to give me some direction because right now, the moment I'm feeling right now, I'm not in a, I was not in a good place. Um, my heart still is a little tender. But so I I ended up talking to um, Jalen and Janai, and at first I just said, "Listen, I've done my best, and you know, you know, you guys, by June 1st, let me get y'all past graduation, and by June 1st, I can't do it anymore." Um, And so, you know, but then I began to pray and I rethought that out, and so then I said, "Okay, well, you have your, this is your options." We can sit down and we can have the conversation about what it means to respect our house, our structure, the things that we do. Like I don't believe my daughter should come home high. Like I don't smoke. You don't smoke. And nobody in this house smoke. So you shouldn't walk in a house smelling like a weed factory, for lack of a better word. Yet that was the thing that continuously happened. Total lack of regard for the fact that, you know, she has younger siblings. Um, and so those things began to sit on me. And so when I revisited that conversation with them, I said, you know what? I I don't want to be the parent that as soon as my kids turn 18, boom, it's time for you to leave. Never wanted to be that parent. That's never been my heart. You know, my I feel like my kids can stay as long as they need to stay until they're ready and capable to be out there on their own. The one thing I cannot do, and I will not continue to do, is do the disrespect thing. I, I can't. Um, and so, but I told him, I said, hey, we can sit down, we can add this conversation. What does <laughs> respect look like? In specifics, what do respect in the man of the house look like? Although I can understand he's not your biological father. He has been your father since you were three years old. Um, That's a whole different dynamic that we kind of talked about. Um, And when I say my children chose to leave instead of having that conversation, and for me, I'm thinking like, well, you know, that makes perfect sense. We're going to sit down. We're going to talk. You know, we're going to come to some understandings. You know, I'm not a strict parent you know, I believe, you know, y'all should get out and be able to do some stuff. I believe you got to be back at midnight. You know, I mean, I grew up in a terrible household, but we at least had a curfew till midnight when we turned 18, as long as we were home. I felt like that was like reasonable stuff. Um, However, they did not feel like what I was saying was reasonable and they chose instead to find other residents and um, I, my heart was crushed my heart is still a little crushed if I could be honest um, because I was like who who would want to leave the nest just because of a little structure like I felt like I was just this horrible f- terrible parent for even first of all for even coming up with a ultimatum for lack of a better word like you can either be respectful or it's, it's time to go I felt horrible. Like I'm thinking, like, you know, we didn't been in the trenches together. These is these is my babies that we lived through some of the worst of the worst. Um, but I always felt like I was being pulled in the middle when it came to where the respect level should be for Jew as the head of the household. Um, and so they chose to leave. And I was kind of floored, thinking like, is it that horrible to to live at home? like we don't have a lot of rules? Do your clean the kitchen, clean the bathroom, make sure your room is clean. take out the trash. Is it any other chores? I don't think. wash your own clothes. You know, contribute something to the household. You know, just normal stuff. Um but for them, it's like they it's like this horrible, horrible thing. And they literally couldn't do it. And they chose to. And I, I think I would have felt better about them leaving if they literally was going to their own apartment. I, I would have felt better. But y'all didn't go to y'all's own apartment. Y'all chose to go, you know, bum around and stay with some of your friends until you you figure it out from there. And my thought process is, it's not your house. So don't you still got to abide by whatever the structure is in the friend's house who live with their parents, don't you still got to abide by the structure of that house? Or is there a lack of structure that drew you to that house to begin with? And so all of these thoughts floating around in my head, and God forbid I began to question what type of mother I was, because I did. Like, these is all the things that I've been dealing with, you know, probably the last couple of weeks, um, the closer and closer we got to today. Um, although they left before today, um, but the closer and closer we got to June 1st, I, I was really questioning myself. Like, did I make the the world's most horrible decision? Like, what did I do wrong? Like, did I, what, what did I do wrong when it came to Jalen and Janai? Could I have, could I have done things a little differently? Could I have did this? Could I have done that? Listen, we went through intensive home therapy for six months, two times a week. When I when I say blending the family is very hard, if especially if, if you're not blending with the thought process that God, you gonna sustain us through some of these rough times. It was hard. And I feel like, you know, I, I've done everything that I could possibly do to kind of bridge that gap. And I and I feel like when it came to them, I was just being, you know, hit with some brick walls. So I, I just kind of y'all pray for me cuz I've just kind of been I've been in a in a in a space this week um when it comes to how how my heart feels right now I really have been I I've, I've just been in the space of and it's like logically logically I know I did what I was supposed to do I do. I, logically, I know that. Logically, I know we've raised them in a good household. I know we've raised them to respect people. I know we've raised them with work ethic. I know we've instilled that in all of our children. I know, though, I know all of those things. But when it comes to Jalen and Janai, because we live through trauma and we live through toxic and we live through unhealthy the type of bond that was formed because of that was totally different than the bond that me and Kendall has. Like Kendall brings me great joy. Like we laugh all the time and she's silly. She's like her dad. So we, we laugh a lot. Um, and so it's, it's different when it comes to Kendall versus how it was with Jalen and Janai because we lived differently for three, four years of their lives. We lived totally different, you know? So, I feel like they turned their back against me. I guess that's the that's the word I'm looking for. I feel like they turned their, I feel like they turned their back against me um, by making the decision that they that they made. Um, and so that's kind of where I've been. Um and so when we're when I when I think of hard decisions, um today I need kind of some feedback. Like, what what are what is you guys' stance when it comes to, and I'm a have you participate here because he just he'd be chilling y'all he'd be chilling um but when it when it comes to the type of respect that we expect from our children when they're adults or they're 18 like what is your stance on that is is there ever a time where you draw the line like absolutely not am I the parent that's just pushing my kids out the door like what like where do y'all stand on that because I, I I've struggled like, I feel like I made the, the right decision. I truly do. I feel like I made the best decision with what I've been presented with, but it has not been a, a decision that I've swallowed um, with sweet and low. It has not been one of those decisions for me. It's, it's been a very difficult thing, even though I know I made the right decision by giving them the ultimatum, um, but it hasn't been easy. So what are your thoughts? Um, this is our serious conversation. What do you mean? Because she was looking at me like that, so I felt like I should just put like this is this is one of the serious times that we're talking. I mean, I'm always serious. Are but you? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've
1: I've heard different people say different stuff. Like I obviously have seen the meme that says black people need to stop putting their kids out at 18 and stuff like that. Um, I got friends who are like my kids can stay forever as long as they doing whatever Um, or you know I I had one friend I think said my kids can stay until they like obviously until they set up ready or whatever to move out Um, I've kind of prescribed to that kind of but again there's stipulations to it like it's easy to say that but when when and if kids aren't following the rules set by the house or they're disrespectful then, or when kids think they grown. I mean, that's uh, this day and age, like kids turn 14, 15, and feel like you can't tell me nothing. And it's not right. just us, me as a step parent or um, in those type of households, just in general. So once you feel like that, then you, every step you've taken, as long as you're acting in that way, you're taking a step towards out of my house. You know what I mean? So like there's never an intent like, oh, well, when a kid get 11, you're like, oh, seven more years and you <laughs> up out of here. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I mean, it, it's every situation is different. So some people can handle that type of thing and feel like, well, I'm still not going um have my kid leave or whatever. I look at it like I think that the term kicking your kids out is something totally different than giving your kids an option to leave. Right. You know what I mean? Like. You're never going to stay past 18 disrespecting me and my house. N- never. There, there's there's no book written anywhere where that's the ending of it. Yeah. What's that
0: yeah. say? Um, so Dana said one of my boys needed to have that conversation and one didn't. The child from the blended family needed to be told respect or go.
1: I mean, that's that to me, that's realistic. And and, and to each their own, but I think that is. That's, I think that's pretty much universal because even the people that are like, oh, my kids ain't never got to leave. Your kids can push you to a point where you're like, yeah, you got to go. Because at the end of the day, if you're made to feel like, oh, well, you can't tell me nothing or I ain't going to follow your rules or I'm, I'm asking you or I'm telling you, don't come in my house in this state of mind or in this state and you continue to do it. That means you don't want to live here anymore.
0: Right.
1: You know what I mean? And it's just a matter of, okay. More, a lot of kids don't understand. A lot of kids understand like, okay, well, once I get a certain age, I can use this as a flop house. I can come and leave my curfew. ain't is mid, midnight. So if I come in at midnight and just go to bed and then wake up, shower, go to work or go to school, and then do it all over again, once I get out of school or I get off work, it's just a flop house. It's right. just somewhere where I keep my clothes, where I boo-boo, where I eat, you know what I mean? Where I just do do the bare necessities. Right. I still live there, but I'm doing everything else that I want to do. It's almost like when when people shack up and they're not married. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I'm going to get everything I can get that a wife or a husband would get, but we ain't married. So it's like there's no commitment. Kids are like, oh, well, i just come and go as I please for the most part. Come home at midnight. You ain't doing nothing but going to bed. Right. So to me, it's never been a Oh well, you just gotta go when you're 18. But well, like I said, though you take though they might be little steps, but you take steps towards leaving every single time. You're like, I'm just not gonna follow the rules. I'm just not gonna be respectful. Like that, that just cannot happen. Mm-hmm. I I don't care who it is. Like people can act like, well, my kids can stay forever.
0: All right, okay.
1: Let your kids get disrespectful. Act like they ain't gonna clean, like you say clean, or they not going come in your house when you tell them they supposed to come in the house. It ain't gonna be as easy to say, "Oh, we'll just stay forever." Right. I mean that. I, I like I said. I don't. I, I I mean, and but that's the thing. Even with this decision, being the step parent, I already knew their thought is gonna be, "You made my mom do this." I already knew that. But at the end of the day, I didn't. There were things that I took a step back for that very reason, because I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm not going to, like, force your hand or I'm not going to try to influence your decision. You know what I mean? Like, it's something that is a decision that you were going to have to come to because I know the bond that y'all have. But I also know, like, it was. there was never a point where I'm just like, okay, y'all just got to go. You know what I mean? Like, right now. Like y'all just, it's like, okay, you're making this decision, but because you see it and you put it out there, like it's either going to be respect on this side or find somewhere else to live.
0: All
1: right. And at 18, if you think you're grown, finding somewhere else to live and having an ultimatum that's not being kicked out of your house. It's not being kicked out. And I think people use that word or that phrase too loosely when kids are given that ultimatum: follow the rules or bounce. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's it's been um I feel like i i still feel like I kicked them out I think that's why I think I'm struggling with the decision is because I feel like i i kicked them out um and then in the back of my head, my thought process is what did they tell people are they telling people I really kicked them out like what what is the story um respect is key I knew my daughter and her um baby needed to move out when she was nineteen. Because she wanted to do her under my roof. And 11 years later, I'm solid on that being the correct decision. Um, Did you read Kim's? I'm not out loud, I didn't. Um, so Kim says parenting doesn't come with a manual. My mom said all grown people need to be in their own house. If you are comfortable with your decision, that's what matters. You always second guess yourself, and one day they will realize the grass isn't greener on the other side. That's definitely one thing that we've we've been saying um, lately. Yes, consequences are bigger when 18 than 8. Um, so something we've been talking about is the consequences, of course. And then, you know, at what point do they realize the grass isn't greener on the other side? Um, I'll be very honest. We have very privileged kids. Our kids are very privileged. They're very spoiled. Um, so <laughs> I don't know, y'all. I, I've been struggling. That, I mean, I literally keep coming back to that um, because last night we got some text messages. Um, well, you know, Jews was a little longer than, than mine. A little bit. A little bit. Um, his was a little bit longer than mine. Um, and so I'm, I'm reading a text message um, and um, it was a lot. You know, it was, it was a, it was a, it was a bit much, um, with his perspective of what happened and I'm, I'm reading his text message and I'm like, wait, like what happened? Um, so his perspective in the text message is not (laughs) correct is probably the best way I can put it. It was not correct. Um. Not to mention some of the stuff that he was saying in the text was very, very, very disrespectful. Um, very disrespectful. Um, a previous text I had got is, um, you know, we can just love each other from a distance, <laughs> and I, y'all, I'm just like, what, what does that mean? We can love each other from a, a distance, like, I don't i don't understand what that means when that comes from your child who's who's been privileged all right hold on
1: one second so somebody said kids act like
0: yeah
1: if you do this oh kids act like they're grown but don't want the adult problems but you as parents are doing a good job thank you i agree kids act like they're grown but don't really understand what it means to seriously i I mean if, if we're being realistic and not just our kids but how many kids understand how to pay bills Right. How many kids understand that, hey, I can't go get no LED lights in Chipotle when my light bill do? You know what I mean? How many kids understand, hey, I got to call the landlord and talk to them and set up arrangements because I don't get paid enough each check to give them the whole thing? Mm-hmm. How many kids understand that? How many kids understand how to go get an apartment? Like, yeah, it's easy to be like, I mean, people will say that's one of the worst things We've ever said when we're kids, I can't wait till I'm grown.
0: The word. Then you get
1: grown and you're like, I wish I was eight. Because <laughs> you don't have to do nothing. Right. You think about it and you're like, I don't think kids really understand how easy sometimes they have it. Is it always easy? Because adversity, like we talked about tonight at church, is going to come. But in what way does it come? Mm-hmm. You have a two-parent household. Both parents go to work. You You really don't want for much of anything. Do you have everything? No. But you don't really want for much of anything. And I don't think kids realize that they want to get out on their own, have no rules. Like Joy said, my house, my rules, our house, our rules. And it's not kicking you out if you if you refuse to follow those rules, because realistically, when you go. Even if you're going to your own apartment, there's rules. Right. If they tell you there's no smoking in that apartment, you better not get caught smoking in that apartment. You go live with your friends. There are rules. You may not think so, but guess what? When they get tired of you, it's not, hey, you have till June 1st. It's, hey, it's Wednesday, 12 o'clock by uh 12.07. You and your stuff need to be out of here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like seriously, but they don't understand that. They look at it like I'm getting out from under this iron thumb and I just get to go do me. Yeah. That's not, that's not how life really works, though. Yeah, get where you can make your own rules. I agree.
0: Yeah. Um, so we we definitely have been talking about um, experience has to teach them. Yeah. Like uh, my brother um, was praying for me um, earlier today when, when he and I were talking. And that's something that we discussed is like at some point, experience has to be the teacher. Um, mm-hmm. I know every parent goes through that, that moment where, you know, the kids is leaving a nest and um, different things like that. I think because the reason I'm having such a hard time is the messiness behind the leaving. Um, it's been very difficult to process that as I consider myself a good mother. Um, and so it's been very difficult to process the thought process behind what they're saying versus the actual conversations that we've had at home about everything that's been going on. So that that part for me, um coupled with the text messages we got um like i'm up here texting back you like dang you still texting i'm like well i need to get these thoughts out like i mean can i smack you and and make you see that wait like you're really coming at us in a not good way like it wasn't good
1: (laughs) but it is is to me after we read these that are showing don't follow the job rules, you're unemployed. Mm-hmm. Same thing, different location. Got that right, Kimberly Goff.
0: You had to say her whole name. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Great.
1: I feel tell kids all the time you have rules everywhere. Please tell them. Yeah. Um, and then we have that part. I don't know what that part was, but I agree, Chanel. <laughs> Who is this, Sean? As parents, we take on our kids' burdens. They don't realize when they're when they are grown. They need to take responsibility mm-hmm. for their grown problems.
0: I'm going to say that Man, right this like, Hey, we're going to have part. you live on the show next. Yeah, that part.
1: Dana said, maybe that trauma bonding is exasperating what most moms feel we protect.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. I, I definitely agree with that. Um, I, I literally wish they were at home. <laughs>
1: but but that's but like but that's why like when we talked on i think either the first show when we talked about um sharing trauma or you sharing your trauma before we were married and that didn't happen that's part of why I stepped back and was like you know what like no I wasn't in a rush to put them out you know what I mean like because that conversation could have been had mm-hmm. but it was like OK, because of y'all relationship, because of that trauma and stuff like that. OK, this isn't a situation where I'm going to continually bring that conversation to. You know what I mean? Like, that's why I said there's times I might come in the house and be like, oh my goodness, somebody need to be woke up to do this work. And I'm just like, no, we, we're like, you know what I mean? Like, there's different there's different times that stuff may have happened and I didn't even say anything mm-hmm. because I'm just like, OK, I'm not going to. I don't want to be the reason. That you're like, okay, here's the ultimatum. You know what I mean? So, regardless of knowing, okay, they're going to feel like I put you up to this and I push you to do this. For me, I was comfortable enough to say, no, I know that's not how it went down. I know that's not how
0: it happened. So, when that text came, like, how, like, I was floored. Like, um.
1: when I read the text that I got yesterday, all I could think was like it's all, it's all a narrative. You know what I mean? It's all a narrative because one, you want me to respond. You want me to respond and say, basically defend myself. No, that didn't happen or did it. And it's like, if I know this didn't happen and you know this, I'm not giving it energy.
0: Right.
1: And it was all, it's almost like, like, Stuck in between being a young adult and still a kid, where it's like, oh well, I don't hold anything against you, but here's all this stuff from the past, the reason I can't do this, and it's like, huh? So I that's why that's why I haven't responded or said anything because I'm just like, okay, I'm not gonna go crazy on you. I don't, you know what I mean? Like, don't
0: do that anyway.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But but at the end of the day, like whatever narrative you want to push is the narrative you're gonna push. Right. So basically, like. And, and adults do this as well as kids. Like, I want to be the victim. I'm the victim here. So whatever story I tell mm-hmm. has to paint me as, no, that person just didn't do me right.
0: Right.
1: Even though, look, I didn't do everything right as a stepdad, as a dad. So as a husband, no, I didn't. But I know some of the stuff that you put in that text message isn't true. Mm-hmm. And I know, like, if we're moving past this and you're saying, hey, you go do your thing and am well, we're going to love each other from a distance or whatever you want to call it, then let it be that. But it's almost like you have to create this negativity so that there can still be that gap where it's like, no, this is why I still don't go back there. And not to live but just period, I don't deal with them. And you are guilty by association. You're guilty because we're married. know what i mean so it's more so me i feel like and you're going to catch the remnants of that you're going to catch the the overflow of that where it's like well you let him dictate this or you let him do this or you let him do that you basically are in a situation where you chose me over them right you know what i mean and that's Mm -hmm. that's obviously going to be tough but from their understanding that's what happened from our understanding no you were given A choice, a choice to follow the rules of the house, respect the house, respect the individuals in the house, respect the man of the house. Mm
0: -hmm. You
1: chose. I don't want to do that. So I'm going to leave. You made a choice. That's why I said I don't like the kicking your kids out, because that's the term that people use. And it puts a negative connotation
0: on. Look, that's a discussion. Right. Like Joy said, our house, our rules. Um, so, Joy said, we can't control how our kids experience us in a situation. The truth doesn't have to be defended. That's why I did. And so, Kim started saying in their minds, they do feel like you, you put me up to things. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes them feel better. Yep. That's very true. You're anointed to help people who deal with these things as you're experiencing it to strengthen your ministry. I agree. Like um, part of the message um, tonight, we were talking about adversity and I'm sitting here thinking like, well, God, is um, you you birthing something else? Because right now, like, Jesus, can you give me some peace? Can you give me something? But I will say, like, my prayer life has been on... um, my prayer life been on 10 praying for my kids. <laughs> like like deep prayer, like, you know, wisdom, understanding, all of those things while they're out there. Um uh Dana said puts your strong bond at odds. Yeah. Um oh wait, sorry. Um cut it off. <laughs> um me, I'm I have not felt strong lately, and that that also has been, you know, difficult for me um, because I, I feel like I'm always such a strong person until it comes to my kids. Um, then I'm, I'm not like, you know, some days I'm a mess when I think about my kids or, you know, um, Jews at work during the day, the kids are at school and I work for myself, so I have a lot of free time. I have a lot of free time. In between clients, where what are we going to think about today, Tia? Um, So you know, sometimes those those thoughts can be a little bit overwhelming. Um, Like I I believe that's the area where the enemy has attacked me the most is my kids. Um, Some of those blows keep coming; (laughs) they 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 be coming, and so it just magnified everything that's been going on when we find ourselves here, um, being, I mean, just to share previous um, to, the, to this, um, I was told now, everybody, everybody in the world knows that I talk about all different forms of abuse to include living through two very narcissistic, abusive situations, one with my father, one with my ex-husband. And so um, this one particular day, I'm being told, hey, we need to sit down and talk to y'all or me. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, well, okay. you know, I've always been a parent that it it is what it is, but I don't have a problem listening to people. I don't even as the parent, when I have to um, say what what needs to be said, I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem giving you space to talk to me. Yes, definitely. Um, I don't have a problem with that, but it was very, very uh, disheartening when my children came to me and said, "You know, we've we've discovered that you know you and you are narcissistic parents," and you know it kind of caught me off guard. It did. It, it kind of caught me off guard in a big way, in a very, very big way. Because I'm like, "Wait, narcissistic? Do you even know what the word means?" Um, And that was actually the kind of the question that I asked, like, do you you know what that means? Um, And the response was, yes, I learned on TikTok what a narcissistic parent is. And I was like, did you just tell me you learned on TikTok what a narcissistic parent is? But yes, so in his thought process, their thought process, Um, TikTok taught them. And so I decided to go on TikTok and look up narcissistic parent and Jesus, like millions upon millions of videos on narcissistic parents um, that did not describe any, it didn't describe me or him in any way, shape or form, some of the stuff that they were saying. So in this conversation, the understanding of what a narcissistic parent is, is you don't give us a chance to speak. It has to be your way or no way, which you know in this little bitty way in my mind, I kind of understand how that was kind of being <laughs> lined up to being narcissistic. And so upon further digging, when when is this stuff happening? Oh well when we in trouble, so you'll get in trouble and although you can defend yourself, I, I told my I tell my kids all the time like I'm really saved, like I have discernment. And when God starts dealing with me on something and I'm praying about something, that's when I'm coming to you. So I'm not not the parent that everything I know you're doing, I'm in your face. I believe, you know, experience is the best teacher sometimes. So although I'll cover you in prayer, I'm not always going to come to you and have that conversation. I'll just be praying. But some things, some things um, that I have to address with you is not the time for you to give me your long, convoluted, not truthful version when I'm having this conversation with you. It is it is my way or no way. Because now I have to be your parent. I'm not your best friend. We're not bosom pals. At this moment in time, when I have to correct something that you've done. I'm your parent. And to be accused because I'm being a good parent, I'm being a good parent right now. And you're accusing me of being narcissistic because I choose to be a good parent and address what needs to be addressed and not let you get away with all the nonsense that I had to address in these conversations that I was accused of being a narcissistic parent blew my mind that was another time where i felt like my heart was broke um because and i think that's because of the trauma i've dealt with and always trying to not be my father or my ex-husband when it came to parenting um and so to be accused of my worst nightmare by the trauma- bonded children that i had woof let me tell you So Joy says, maybe God wants you to lean more on Him and your spouse in this situation. Like, let you be your strength through this, Um, each other's strengths. Just a thought. That's a very good thought, actually. These kids think we make rules to restrict their growth when really it's trying to protect them from their choices. Unfortunately, they think they know everything, but they don't have the life experiences to really know. I I literally had the conversation. (laughs) Remember when we talked to them and like y'all not street smart, right? Like y'all are not street smart. Like for some of the stuff that they would be talking about, when was the the time it was the taser being taken to school or something or a knife or something like that? Taser, yeah. Yeah, like you're not street smart. Like you're not at all. Like I don't claim to be street smart, but I got good sense. And when I say our kids are privileged, so you've not had to experience half of the things that we've had to experience. And yes, I understand experience is a good teacher, but some of the nonsense these kids come up with nowadays, are you serious? Like, just
1: crazy stuff. You see, Sean, like to Sean's point, what he just said, and this is something like when I'm coaching basketball, what what we talk to our team about. Like if we're telling you something to try to help you on the basketball court, on the football field, like fighting against it, like we're all on the same team. We don't just like in in sports. We want to win, too. We want to see you succeed. We want to see you win. We want to see you do better, make something of yourself. But kids get a tendency to think like, like you said, no, you're trying to restrict me. You don't want me to have fun. No, I want you to have good, clean fun. I want you to have good, safe fun. So if there's things that maybe I've been through or I've seen that I can talk to you about or tell you about or I see you going down that path, maybe I'm like, that's not the best idea.
0: Right.
1: Maybe try something different. But if kids haven't made up in their mind that you know what, I'ma do, I'ma do the opposite simply because you told me to do it this mm-hmm. way. Like that, that's literally what we what you deal with sometimes, not just as a step parent, but just as a parent in general where your kids are like look it don't matter what you say i'm going to do the opposite because i want to do what i want to do again i feel like in our situation a lot of it is you getting that residual getting that because he ain't our dad he can't tell me nothing Mm -hmm. and it's like so you're a casualty of that basically you're a casualty of the war that they got going on and it's like okay We'll, we'll run over, we'll, we'll drive the tank over whoever we got to drive the tank over. It does, it, yeah, you are mom, we love you, but guess what? You siding with him, mm-hmm. boom, 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 you under the tires.
0: Maybe that's what the love from a distance thing meant. Um, like, I, I still, I, I never even responded to that one. Like, I just couldn't wrap my head around what that means. Um, I'm still having a conversation like we having a graduation party, like just because y'all, you know, I'm trying to to think logically like okay if this is the decision that y'all make no i don't necessarily feel like I, I need to be supportive of the decision that y'all make but neither am i about to ostracize y'all because this is the decision that y'all made so but, okay
1: but that's the risk re- but to me that's the response at least on his behalf that's the response that he wants he wants that response like no we ain't having that party mm-hmm. so then it can be Look, see, I told y'all now we can't even have our graduation party because G ostracizing us or kicking us to the curb. Right. You know what I mean? Because sometimes people have to feel like they're the victim. They have to feel like somebody's doing them wrong, even if nobody's doing them wrong, because where can I where am I going to go? when somebody asks this, asks what happened. I'm not going to go and tell them exactly what happened. I got to look like somebody did me wrong, because when people ask, guess what? It got to look like I got kicked out. Mm-hmm. It has to, because if that's what you're telling me, like you're mm-hmm. literally telling me, oh, I know you pushed my mom to do this. and Then I know the story you're going to tell other people. You're not going to tell me that and then go tell other people the truth. Mm-hmm. Realistically, you don't even know the truth because you never came and talked to me about it. Right. You never came and set us down and was like, well, let's talk about it. I know I'm supposed to leave. Even if you're still leaving, you never came and had a conversation. You said you were going to come have a conversation or whatever. That was the other part of it. we could talk or whatever. I don't know what whatever was. You know what I mean? Like some people take that as you want to put some boxing gloves on. <laughs> Wait, <what? laughs> I'm saying like the, the way the message
0: came across was like, we could do whatever. And it's like, no, we can't. I honestly, I would have never thought this was going on. But coming from a child's point of view, I didn't think my mom understood me and my point of view versus to now I get it, but I was raised differently from my sisters. I was the child with the trial run errors and et cetera. I don't know the situation. I just joined, but it's hard to get through the past when we're still living in it. It makes sense. Very insightful.
1: Thank you, Kimberly. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, please continue to pray for me. So that's actually something that we've um, discussed in the past. So one thing, um, again, I'm going to just throw it out there. It's very difficult sometimes blending families when you're coming from such diverse backgrounds. Um, But one thing I got very early on is when I was displeased with something he did, when I was displeased with something he did, I didn't, I didn't necessarily have that outward showing in front of our kids because I, I got the, the point that, you know, sometimes they're going to try to play y'all against each other. Um, and I'm not saying that we escaped that all the time because sometimes we didn't. Um, cell phones made it easier to create a, a group chat where everything had to start being put in this group chat when it came to asking to go here, or asking to go there, or what time we got to be back from this event. All of those things were supposed to come through this group chat. Or if I'm not home, stop asking me. I'm not there. So I, I can't have a conversation with you over the in the a cell phone message or on a phone call when there's a parent in the house. Um, and so I, I found myself always being asked these type of questions, even when Julian used to do it, too. Like Julian would do it, too. Um, well, mom already said no, but let me go ask dad because dad will definitely tell me. Yes. Um, and so we finally came up with the group chat like, OK, let's let's talk when it comes to things like both parents have to be in agreement with this. Let's here's our family group chat. Let's make sure everybody on the same page, everybody talking about the same things. 18 hit, very rare is conversation in this group chat, but I'm being bombarded with all these things. Um, And I I don't know if it was the right decision, but I finally just started saying, okay. 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 Like literally all the time, that's all I was saying was okay. 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 Like, I I literally didn't know what else to say. Like, do I still need to keep having a conversation with y'all that it goes in the family group chat? Like this is a collective thing okay like after a while i literally got tired of the fight like i was wore out like literally wore out from the fight of redirecting. let's talk in the family chat oh did, did you ask Jude? he he's at home like doing this over and over and over and constantly and constantly and constantly doing it over um it it just got to the point where i, I feel like i gave up and it was just like sure okay Sure. Um logically I felt like you know one kid was leaving. Like I've been knowing that, you know, probably since she was 13. Um like you just felt that. Like you felt that. Um but um each each kid you just have a different relationship with. Um and I don't know, I, I won't say I have a horrible relationship with any of my kids. You know, Jalen is my favorite oldest son. You know, I, I can't say you're my favorite kid without acknowledging that I have four of them. Um, and so I have a different relationship with all of them. And, you know, I, I had to take a couple steps back with, with Janai because it's like, you know, we're we going to be fighting like we in the streets. We're going to be fighting like that. Um, and there's been a couple times that it's like, <laughs> listen, like, I know I'm a cool mom. I know, you know, I ain't always up in arms about some stuff. But at some point, there's a line that you have now crossed. And so now that means, you know, do you need me to help you up off the floor? We found ourselves there, you know, a couple times. Jalen has always been different. Like, Jalen is Jaylen is my dramatic kid. Jalen's very dramatic. Um, I share his little crazy TikToks all the time. Like, he's just the dramatic kid. Like, you know, he's fun and silly and he does all of those things. So with each child, there's a different relationship there. Um, I was not surprised by Janai's decision at all. I was fine with her decision. Yes, I I wish she would have made a different decision, but I I can't say I was surprised by her decision. I, I wasn't surprised by how she went about doing things. If I could be all the way transparent Jalen is the one that put some jabs in my heart. He was the one that put the jab in my heart uh, because I, I wasn't expecting that from him. Like I wasn't expecting that from him. Um, and so that, that was more hurtful coming from him than if it had been Jani doing some of those things. Like Jani is one of those cut and dry kids. It, I'm, this is what it is. This is what it is. This is what it is. They both got my personality in, in very different ways. Um, but um, so it was more hurtful coming from him because um me I don't want to say man Jalen struggled but there was just a different level of prayer praying for him than it was with with Jani. it was just it was different um and so um when when the text messages was coming from him it was me. just it was it was that was a that was a different level of hurt for me that was a different level of hurt for me um You know, Jew kept watching Sanford and Son. I mean, I. He was watching Sanford and Son. I mean, I just,
1: I, I just, I just like I didn't want to respond and say, you know what I mean, say nothing sideways. So I just didn't give it energy at that point. I, I still haven't responded. I may respond in a couple weeks or so. You know what I mean? But like,
0: I like, like I said earlier, I'm not gonna defend. The truth, but did it make you feel some type of way though, even though, like, even though we both read this text, like, wait, where is this coming from? Like, how
1: it did because some of it isn't what I wanted them to feel, you know what I'm saying? Like, I wouldn't have married you if I never wanted to be their dad,
0: mm-hmm. you
1: had kids, you know what I mean? Like, there's that part, yeah, there was no. Hey, your kid, I don't got custody of my kids and it's just me and you. It's always been you and them. You know what I mean? So that's part of being married. That's part of the responsibility I took. That's why I always say like, no, I, I didn't do anything close to perfect. Not at all. But like, that's the one thing that like, I was like, I, I never wanted y'all to feel that. And I'm sorry that you, if that's how you felt, I'm sorry. That's how you felt. But with the mix of what you put in the text and all. And I'm just like, oh. But then even that, it's like you kind of question it where it's like, okay, that's not what I wanted y'all to feel, but is that what you felt from your side? You know what I mean? Like, I never wanted you to be my dad. You see what I'm saying? So it's like the easiest way to kind of put that out there in the atmosphere is to say you never wanted to be our dad. You know what I mean? So it's like it still puts the onus on me, so to speak, where it's like, Oh, it was all it was all you. It was all you because you never wanted to be our dad. And it's like, but I married your mom.
0: That came with the fact Yeah,
1: like it was, you know.
0: Um, Chanel, you said do you think she put him up? Do you mean do I think my daughter put him up to um some of it? Um, I think that's what you mean, um you know that's always been a discussion we had like they at, work
1: in cahoots let's, like, just, let's just be real
0: like who is it like where's this coming from like who's directing this conversation we're having today
1: because they both think for themselves but I do think like if let's say Jalen's teetering on like stepping over and be like okay let me chill out some then it's that
0: uh uh-uh, because yeah because
1: this <laughs> Negro didn't, you know what I'm saying or that that uh-uh, because we don't we don't like him, remember? Mm. Or uh-uh, look, now she laughs with him and think it's funny and all the So it's like
0: The crazy part is I noticed those times.
1: Yeah, where yeah. Yeah,
0: that's Wow. Where,
1: but like he even said he said it in the text where he's like, Oh well, you know, after such and such event happened, I was gonna, you know, try and but then and I'm like, but then what? <laughs> but then I talked to Jani. Right. Right. <laughs> And that might not even be yeah, the case, no. <laughs> but it's, but you know what I'm saying? Like they have that kind of bond yeah. where it's like, brother, I'm leaving.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, well, you ain't leaving. I ain't, you. I ain't staying here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But for, for like, like when you talk about Jalen being the dramatic one, for me, it's like some of it, he has to create for him to leave because realistically deep down, I think he knows there's no reason for you to leave. Right. But if I create all of this, I got to go cuz I can't ju- I can't do this with you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm sitting here like, "Do what?" Mm-hmm. You can't do what with me? You know what I mean like I've taken a step back to where it's like you want to be cordial, we will be cordial. You know what I mean like yeah. so to me it's almost like creating that narrative so that this is why I left because if I tell you all the truth Y'all gonna be looking at me like
0: you should stage but Go home. home. <laughs> yeah.
1: Right. You see what I'm saying? So it's like even even to even to the point where you told me yesterday what he what he told somebody. And it's like you tell people we put you out.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they have a crazy um bond. Um again, like, you know, the way we live. Like, you know, the bond is different when you live through trauma. It just, it literally is. Um, Jani has never called Jalen his name. Like, I don't even think she knows his name. <laughs> I did. I asked her. I'm like, dude, do you know his name? She was like, yeah, it's Jalen, but that's my brother, so I'm calling him brother. So literally, her whole entire life, she's always called him brother. Um, they called each other brother and sister. Actually, like Jalen stopped calling Janai sister when they went to kindergarten. Like he he gets in the car just one day and he's like, um, well, Janai. And she was like, why are you calling me Janai? And he said, Well, I feel like you know, we about to, they were on their way to first grade. He said, We're about to go to first grade. So, you know, I'ma call you by your name. And so he literally stopped calling her sister. They were what, seven, I think. He literally stopped and started calling her by her name. And she's never deviated. I've never, y'all listen, Jalen and Janai are 18. I have never heard Janai call Jalen Jalen. It's always been brother from day one that they learned to talk. She has always called him brother, nothing else. <laughs> um, so they they have a crazy, crazy bond, um, a, a crazy bond. Um, I, I I do think they kind of look out for each other, um, and they make sure each other is on the same page with some stuff. Um, like one would think, Janae is the more mature of the two, and I used to say that all the time. Oh my God, Janae so mature. She's so mature. No. Um, Of the two, um, of the two, I think Jalen is probably, um, I think Jalen is probably the more mature one um, with some of the things that that he's dealt with personally. Um, Like, listen, when I I couldn't be more proud of him for, you know, some of the strides he made when it came to graduation and different stuff like that. Um, But, you know, sometimes like I've really been thinking like, okay, did he make the decision that he made because he need to make sure Janaya is going to be okay. Like, sometimes she just doesn't make good decisions at all. You know, so I don't know if he felt like, okay, if I'm at home, you know, this is just stuff I'm thinking. Like, if, if I stay home, does that mean that I'm pushing her to the side because I chose to stay yeah. instead of going? And... Yeah, you know, to make sure she's okay, I gotta make sure I'm out too. That's a different perspective, but that
1: could very well be where he like I, I'm making sure that she don't think I'm picking them, right?
0: Yeah, or
1: maybe that's how she brought it to him, like, oh, you picking that side, and it's like, it's, yeah, I've been literally thinking about yeah, like this, but it's it, but it's never been your side, our side. It was never supposed to be that way. Like that's those are conversations that you all might they might have had, or they thoughts they might have had. But we got five minutes. So we'll wrap up.
0: Wrapping it up. Um,
1: you wanna, you wanna, you wanna speak your piece first, or would you like me to speak
0: my piece first? I would just like to say, um, I, I will always go back to that book, God breathes on blended family. <laughs> you need to stop going back to that book. I, I can't <laughs> help it because that book made such an impact on me. And it's just been a long time. <laughs> um so I think they just they should re, probably revamp the book. It was a good book, don't get me wrong, but it's their story. So I know, but it. like but you you put it out there like it was the end all be all truth. And it, it messed was me for, for them. I know, but why why did I buy it? Like why did I get this book?
1: Looking for answers. Uh, Dana, looking for answers.
0: But in any case, um in any case, um I um I think your story as a as a blended family has to be your personal story. Um, I do think I gave too much credit to this book that I read uh, because I held on for dear life that in year eight, we was going to be this perfect blended family. Like we, we in year 13, pretty much. But I held on for dear life like, yes, year eight is coming and we're going to be great. Um, And so I think just allowing yourself to experience it as it goes, I'll always say, I literally understand why God hates divorce. I do. I understand why God hates divorce because you deal with stuff like this. Yes, I believe our marriage is blessed. Yes, I believe that God put our union together, that we have been partnered in purpose since 2009. Probably long before that, probably when you was talking to me in your dreams, but uh, we ain't going to go there. because it's another story. All right. Is it my turn yet? No, I'm almost done. Um, but I just, I, I, I really feel like, you know, um, I think with our transparency, um, we're bringing a, a, a different perspective to what it means to to blend family successfully. Um, although I just think this, what we're going through has to be a part of you know, the ending of our story when it comes to that blended family. Like, I don't think it's going to be perfect. I don't think we're going to get there in the a perfect way. Um, but I do believe that, you know, just through prayer and seeking that, um, that we'll get there. You know, I've asked, like, did this have to, have to happen so they'll understand what he's been to the family? Like, is did it have to happen this way? Um so again, I have a lot of thoughts surrounding this. Um, but I switched our topic up today um because I actually wanted to talk about this and get you know some feedback because I, I've been in that place. Um, so y'all just continue to pray for me. Um, you know, that my heart would be at peace with my my babes being out the nest.
1: All right. So they're not babes. They I mean yeah, they're I- her babies, always gonna be her babies. Um But what I will say is, um, like I said earlier, to each his or her own, um, our way isn't going to work for everybody. Um, Other people's way isn't going to necessarily work for us and things like that. Um, Like a lot of people said, though, your house, your rules. Just always remember you are the parent. And as tough as a decision as it might be, um, stand by your decision. I mean, if that's the decision that you make, and again, giving them an ultimatum or telling them it's a choice of following the rules and being respectful or finding somewhere else to live, that's not kicking your kids out. That's my opinion. I'm sticking to it. You can be mad. You can come see me. Um, I'm all over Facebook. Holler at me if you got an issue with <laughs> what I just said. No, but, but realistically, that's not kicking your kids out. That's actually treating them like adults, giving them the choice, I like, that. like letting them make a choice. You know, because like someone said, everywhere you go, there's going to be rules. You have to respect where you're living. All right. That's all I got. Um, that's all we got. It's 10 o'clock. We always try to be on time. We are those black people. Peace.
0: <laughs> yes. You guys have a blessed night. Thank y'all for joining. Thank y'all for y'all's commentary and y'all's feedback. It has been very helpful. It made this discussion so much easier to have. Like I said, we have some serious moments, some funny moments. And this was one of those times. It was very hard for me. Um, so I appreciate everybody who tuned in. We'll be back next Wednesday at nine. Um, if you guys have topics that you want us to kind of delve into, please send them our way. Um, we did have one, so we'll be discussing that one soon. Um, so until next week, y'all have a good night. See y'all Talk to y'all later.
1: Thanks for tuning in. Yes. Thank you.